a Podcast One production. Did you know that the reason most people don't achieve their goals is because they don't make them big enough in the first place? Or that you can reprogram your subconscious mind to create the future you want? Or the one that blew my mind that setting your goals is actually about the greater good? Most human beings want goals that impact positively on other people. That it's not about me, it's, it's about me being the best I can to help others. Often we find the more we focus on doing the right goal, our ego goes away. And it's, it's about our purpose. And our purpose, I think, as human beings is to help others. This is The Game Plan with Dr Nick Krasner. And that was Dr Nick, a GP with 25 years' experience. He specialises in psychology and has spent the last decade working with professional sports players, soldiers, CEOs and everyday people to achieve their goals. I'm Liv, producer of this show, and over the next six episodes, I'll be acting as a complete sponge, asking the questions that hopefully you're asking too. And in this very first episode, we're talking about how to create your goal. So tell me a bit about your career, because you have nearly the whole alphabet after your name, Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick, well, thank you very much. Yeah, well, I'm, as the name says, I'm a doctor, medical doctor. I qualified in Liverpool in the early 90s. That's Liverpool, England. Um, and I worked short term there and came over to Australia, worked at Fremantle, did intensive care, coronary care, then came over to um to Sydney, I worked at um, Nepean Hospital out in Penrith. Uh, delivered quite a lot of babies, so I think if you're born in the late the late nineties from Penrith, I might have delivered you. Um, and um, went back to England, uh, became a GP, then did a masters in sports medicine at University College London. I worked with the BBC as like their sports expert. So at the Olympics, I was seen on BBC World a wee bit talking about injuries and things. Uh, 2012. Um, and the other thing that I did a lot of time with, I worked, you know, with the Ministry of Defence, you know, in England, um, dealt a lot with post-traumatic stress, which is a great interest of mine. You've written children's books. Yes. And you've also done a bit of stand-up comedy. Well, I'm, I think I was quite creative. I'm a creative soul who did medicine. So a lot of people say, how can a doctor go out and, um, you know, write films and do acting courses and stuff? Um, I feel we've got both sides of the brain. I just, I just love it. I mean, I always feel great standing up on stage, creating something. Uh, I love writing the kids' books because it's your world. You can do anything you want in the, in the kids' book and you just make it up as you go along. Um, and... Uh, Creating something from nothing is just so exciting. So I like doing stand-up comedy. I like doing stories. So you would create something from nothing. You just get a silly thought in your head and you'd expand this thought into, you know, maybe 10 minutes of, of conversation. It's funny. All those things have a common theme, which is helping others. So why do you love helping others? What is it about it? Well, I think connecting with others is the most important thing. I think one of the, the main things is you're, if you can connect with another human being, you can understand how you can help them. Um, the lovely part of connecting with a human being, helping others, is you always get something for yourself. I know it might sound selfish and strange, but when you take the onus off, this is what I need to, can I help you? 
um, first of all, you're helping two individuals, that person and, and yourself, because I think we're made actually to help others and to get outside of ourselves. And that's what we'll be doing in this series is hopefully helping others. I really believe so. I mean, I've been very lucky. I've met some amazing people who've started businesses and now have multi-billion dollar businesses. I've met top people from the biggest banks uh, and helped, you know, and, and done lots of things with them. Um, so I've been lucky enough to meet some of the most incredible people in the world, uh, whether it's fortuitous or just me being around. Uh, and you learn things from people. And I think that's um, very important. And hopefully some of that uh, can filter down during this podcast. Why do so many people struggle to achieve their goals? Well, many people uh, fail to meet their goals, first of all, because they never decide what their goals are. Uh, second of all, if they do create goals, are they really their goals? You know, a lot of us are swayed by society, parents, friends, that this is what they should be doing. Um, but inside all of us, uh, there's what we really want to be doing inside our heart, where we really want, want to go for. And you often find that with lots of, lots of people who go off the mainstream. There's been lots of doctors who become writers. There's lots of lawyers who've become stand-up comedians. There's, there's people who've just left a job that people think they're crazy for leaving that job to do something completely obscure um, to, uh, um, to create what they want. We're told by society what success is. And I think success is a very individual thing. I think success is you being the best person you can and going on the journey of life in the best way. Uh, and unless you make choices aligned with what you really want, I think that's when life gets difficult and struggles. When people who do things that they're very passionate about, they're not tired, they're not exhausted, they don't have Monday morning-itis. Um, so it, it, that's the important thing. Of course, when making goals, it may be a goal that you do by yourself. It may be do, you do with your partner if you've got, obviously, if you're married, sometimes it's better to do it together. But generally speaking, you should choose um, a goal from a clearing. Take away everything you've known. Don't do something because of the past or don't avoid it because of the, because of the past. You just go for what you really want to go for uh, and be courageous to do that. Okay, so how do we go about creating our best goal? Yeah, well, creating your best goal. I mean, when you do your goals, we've, we've made five really simple steps. Uh, the first is just start from a clearing. The second, be courageous and choose a big goal, a goal that you really want. It fills your whole heart. Uh, number three, have no buts. Number four, it needs to be your goal. And number five, you need to write it down. Five simple steps, and we'll explain those steps again at the end, and we're going to go through those steps to explain exactly what they mean. So let's start with starting with a clearing. What does that mean? Well, a lot of times you want to make a goal. So you'll sit there, and you're busy, and you've got loads of stuff to do, and go, okay, um, I, want, uh, I want a house, so, um, and, and uh, oh, God, I've got this to do and that to do, but I can't afford a house in that area, and, oh, God, my mum will be unhappy with me if we don't buy a house big enough that she can stay. And suddenly it all gets too complicated. Mm. So it's very important just to clear the decks. I like to call it blank piece of paper thinking. Every day we are born with a blank piece of paper. The problem is most people put it in the Xerox machine, get a copy of <laughs> what happened yesterday, and the piece of paper is so filled with stuff that you just can't create anything. 
Um, it's a bit like having a fresh cup of tea. You wouldn't like to pour a fresh cup of tea into a cup that already has tea from yesterday. No, of course not. No, it wouldn't be very nice, Blast would it? for me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're English. Yeah, I know. I was about to say. You have to nurse the tea bag, by the way. Just, just for those <laughs> well, aren't you supposed to use loose leaf? <laughs> well, yes, if you haven't got loose leaf. But if you, if you do, you have to nurse with love the tea bag. Okay. Yeah, you can always taste the love in tea. Um, so start from a clearing. So blank piece of paper time. That often means you need to go somewhere where you can be clear. So everyone has a different place. Some people it might be sitting at the beach. Some people it might be climbing a mountain, sitting on a mountain. It might be sitting in a cafe. Um, but it's really important to be that clearing. And when you start to create the goal, we want to create something different than you created before. So it means that get rid of all your preconceptions. One of the most important things to realize about creating this goal, it's a game. No one's going to tie you to this goal. So if you write things that aren't right about your goal or you want to change, it's fine. There's not a contract being signed here. Let's make it fun. Let's make it easy. And if you can't do it for yourself because you feel you're not good enough or anything like that, fine. Create a goal for a pretend character who happens to have all your... Um, criteria of how old you are, who you are, where you are. It reminds me of how kids, they are sort of blank canvases because they haven't, you know, experienced life and had things happen to them that have maybe made them fearful of of life, but they're so free with their ideas and, and with their goals. You know, you always hear kids say, you know, I want to be a rock star when I grow up or, you know, they, they really do think big. Absolutely. I mean, it's inter interesting about kids because we always try and teach kids everything. Um, but actually, I think we as adults need to learn from the children. And a lot of the steps that we're going to do today and through the podcast, actually kids do so naturally anyway. Uh, and they're so good at it that if you have children, you may find you're going for, to them for advice. And so number two, be courageous and choose a big goal that you really want. I mean, a lot of people focus on small goals uh, yeah, it's exactly the opposite of most people will tell you. People talk about smart goals, which talk about small, manageable goals. Um, and they're fine for short goals. But generally speaking, if you look at people who've really gone after what they want in life, the goal was always bigger than they thought they could achieve at that point. They couldn't actually work it out. I'm sure Richard Branson couldn't work out how to get to where he got to. I'm sure Nick Kyrgios couldn't work out when he was a young kid how he's going to end up in Wimbledon. So the goal has to be big enough that you want to put all your attention on, all your heart into it. Uh, you know a big goal because if you had all the money in the world, you'd still do that goal. You'd still get up early in the morning to achieve it. You know it's your big goal because it fills you with energy, even though it takes lots and lots of work. It's, it's in line with who you are. And that's really important. And it's courageous to make this big goal. And you can put it out there in five years or 10 years. So putting a timeline is good from that point of view. Um, but that goal just fills you with glee. If it could happen, you just go, wow. What's an example of a big goal? Is it driving around, you know, with a Ferrari and, you know, having a, well, a, a mansion? Yeah, a, a, each goal is different for different people. One of the important things is to create your goal from your heart, not your head. So... Yes, it's very nice to have a Ferrari and things like that. But generally speaking, we as human beings, if you look at what we really want, we want to be accepted by people. We want love. We want to help others. You know, humanity is really important. And in all of those steps, having loads of money and a Ferrari and this, that, the other may be a byproduct of the goal. But normally it's not the goal itself. That's not a big goal. That's not a goal that really pushes 
pushes you. Uh, and it's not a really a goal from, I think, a human heart. I think that's more of a goal from the human brain. It sort of ties in with what Nick Kyrgios says about finding his purpose in playing tennis. He's discovered that it's actually about helping others and helping disadvantaged kids. Absolutely. I mean, I think, first of all, well on Nick for having the same initials as I've got. So um, I'm already a fan before I even heard about him. There was an article on Nick Kyrgios uh, recently that said that his main passion is helping others. He's created a... Uh, a club in Melbourne to help disadvantaged children and his focus apparently is great on that and that just shows that's not a, a brain thing that's a heart thing that's that's something he created he helps others in many cases the goal that you do will help lots of others it may not be directly maybe indirectly so if the goal is to be the best podcaster in the world um you may not be, you may not think, well, how does that help people? Actually, it means mm. that people are learning things, gaining things. It means that you're working well with people in the studio. All these things are important. So maybe it's not about buying myself a mansion, but buying my dad a mansion. It's interesting you say that because I've spoken to two sort of, they're about 18, 20 year old children of friends of mine. And both of them actually have single mums. And their big aim is their first million will go to their mum. Mm. they will buy their mum something. So it's not about them. That will be their biggest goal. If they could know that their mum is financially secure, living in a beautiful place, uh, everything after that is is extra. Mm. I've got a feeling both these kids knowing them will actually achieve their goals. And what about no buts? Yeah, so the next one's no buts. So um, it's a bit of a strange one, but it's really, really important. The goal you want, you want it 100%. There can't be a but. There can't be, I would love to own my own company, uh, but I don't like doing tax returns. Or <laughs> I, I don't, I'd like to own my own company, but I don't want to be there all the time, so I can't have a family. So when you're creating your goal, it's really important to have the goal in its entirety. So it's not just about owning your business or doing what you're doing, but you'll own your business and you'll have your time mm. to spend with the family. You'll organise the business in that way and you'll be fit and healthy and you'll have a great tax accountant which will do all your tax for you <laughs> if that's what you don't want to do. So you create it in all of its entirety. So at the end of it, you can't say, I want it, but. Um, but are important to notice because if you hear yourself going, I want it, but it's telling you that you haven't created your goal entirely. Right. You work it till there's no buts anymore. I think a lot of women struggle with that because, you know, a lot of women, if they choose to have children, yeah. then they are out of the workplace. So I know that they struggle a lot. And, and, you know, I think about it a lot too as a female. How do you achieve your goals in your career when, you know, life has to take its course. Well, that's why you need the big picture of mm. you doing what you want to do, creating that and having the lifestyle that you want. Obviously, there's going to be priorities at times and things may switch at, you know, on what's most important. Uh, but generally speaking, there's a lot you can do. I mean, for instance, obviously podcasting, working as a journalist, there's lots you can do and learn um, while helping kids as well. So I think in modern society... There's so much technology and ability to do both if that's what somebody wants, uh, that it, even though it may be a cha challenge for somebody, it can be achieved. Yeah, it's so interesting because I always thought of goal setting as being really singular. You know, I want to do this in one area of life and this in another area of life. But it's not, you're saying it's not. It's all sort of one big... One big picture. Yeah, mm. that's the problem. If you say, Because if you do one area and, you, as you said, I want to do this and be this, 
but that means I'm not going to have a family or I'm not going to have that. It's not going to work. There's something pulling you back. Mm -hmm. So it's not your big goal. Your big goal will encompass all areas and it will fill you with glee. And remember, the big goal is a big goal for you. In other words, if one of the listeners there wants a family, their big goal that they really want is to have a family, look after their family, and it just fills them with glee and to and to spend their time with their children, then that goal is as big as somebody who wants to build uh, a block of flats with 38 floors. Mm. You know, it's the bigness is is the bigness in the heart. Mm. It's, it's what you as a person really want. And that brings us to the fourth point, which is it should be your goal. It should be your goal. Very important. In fact, there's two things I want to think about. One about the word should and your goal. So first of all, there's a term called shoulding. We often, it's funny because I'm doing it in a way, it should be your goal. I should and I should, yeah. But there's a French philosopher who died recently, I believe, who brought in the subject of shoulding and said that shoulding is a, is a mental illness. I should do this, I should do that. Where does it come from? You can't prove that, that you should do this or you should mm. do that. Uh, and often it comes back from childhood or society. Um a lot of times when you do your goal, is it really your goal or is it the goal that you've been told you should go for? So you should be a, um, a solicitor and ha- you know work all the time and be the top solicitor in the country even though actually you don't want to do it. Is it your goal? Is it society's goal? Is it your parents' goal? You know, I think you have to go into your heart and go after your goal. No one can really tell you what your big goal is apart from yourself. One of the best lines that I ever heard comes from Shakespeare, I believe, which is, to thine own self be true. And I think this finding your goal is about you being true to yourself. You may ruffle a few feathers in the meantime. There may be people who said, well, that's not what you should be doing. Mm. You know, you went to university, so therefore you should have a professional job and keep doing it. Uh, But then if I'd have done everything I should do, I wouldn't have done an acting course in Los Angeles or written kids' books or done stand-up comedy because, you know, a doctor shouldn't do that in some people's eyes. I think I've realised that recently as well in my own life. You know, I always thought growing up that your parents knew you best. Yes. Um, And, you know, yes, my mum always knew when it was going to rain and would tell me to take an umbrella or a jumper and, and I would and, and she would be right. Um, or I wouldn't and she'd be right. And absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And maybe this moment of goal setting is you or one and the listener possibly cutting that umbilical cord, becoming yeah. an adult, proper adult for the first time. Because a true adult, in my belief, makes responsibility for themselves and makes their choices for themselves and lives by those choices um, and isn't doing things because other people told them to or not to. So yeah, the word should is a very important part in all of this. A bit like if you've got lots of buts, there's something not right. If you've got a lot of shoulds in your goal, then that's Mm. also not correct. So what should we be, what should we be (laughs) saying instead? I am going to do this? Uh, A lot of people use the word choice, choose. So it's neither I have to, I don't have to. But if you think about the energy behind it, I mean, if you said I should have $100,000 by next year, say, in my bank account, uh, and, and you don't get it. Well, you can say, I should have had that. There's something wrong with me. Whereas mm. if you choose to have $100,000, uh, you may or may not have it. If you don't have it, well, I chose to have it. I haven't got it. But if you have it, you can celebrate it. You make it sound easy, like choosing an ice cream flavour. Yeah. Well, maybe that's how, 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 it, how it could be. Life is about choices. And if you think about all these shoulds, I should have this. Often when we're making decisions about things, and we're, just like, we're using a lot of brain power and that, we often come to 
the same the same conclusion at the end, but spent huge amounts of energy. Um, I mean, one example, um, and maybe this is a very male thing. I remember going with my parents. I, I'm not a shopper. So I'd normally go in if I wanted a pair of trousers. I'd know the store I wanted. I'd go in, I'd buy the trousers. If I was out there with the pair of trousers with under five minutes, uh, that is a successful successful shopping trip to me. My sister and mum used to go shopping and there's a big high street in Liverpool and they'd go to the first shop. They would try on the dress. It was perfect. It couldn't be better, right? And sort of an hour later, they'd leave the shop, but they wouldn't have bought the dress because they had to go to every shop on the high street just in case there was a better shop somewhere. And eventually, about 10 hours later, and if I was with them, I was probably not a very good kid to be with, um, uh, they would go and buy the dress. Occasionally, somebody else will have bought the dress in the meantime, and they were most upset. So... I don't know, it's just, there was, I mean, again, the shopping process, I'm not... I'm very familiar with that process. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> maybe, it, it, uh, maybe it speaks more of my lack of patience than, uh, than anything else. And writing it down, we hear that a lot. Oh, absolutely. I, it, it's, I mean, part of what we're talking about... Some people in the world will talk about manifestation. You're creating something from nothing in a way. You're manifesting your life. You're creating it. In other words, it's not just happening to you. And so people think about the first thing. Well, you need to think about things. You need to talk about things. So you create it in your mind first, and then it has to come into reality. And writing it down sort of physicalizes it. It puts it into reality. Um, they've done studies and things, some uh, into whether people reach their goals or not. Um, and people just writing down their goals often is one of the major steps for it to happening. Mm. A simple thing like that, writing, some people write down their goals at the beginning of the year, put it in an envelope, put it in their desk and look at the end of the year and see if they've created their goals or put it for five years, 10 years. Mm. But also once you categorize on a piece of paper, it makes it a lot easier because you can then take it out your head as well. See, a lot of about creating your goal, once you created it and put it in there, you can then be present to the day. You don't have to worry about your goal because you've created it already. And again, you may want to tweak it or change it. Uh, and that's really, really important. And you can look at it and go, well, actually, having looked at it again, my feeling is this is what I prefer to do for the goal. Mm. So it's an important thing to remember that your goal doesn't confine you. It's not, I have to do this, otherwise I'm a failure. I mean, one way of looking at um, goal setting in life is if you own a yacht and you decide to go sailing somewhere, um, it's better that you choose a destination to go to. So you may look at it, do some research and go, oh my God, I've heard about this island out there. It's meant to be wonderful. It has these huge waterfalls and there's going to be a great party on there on the 5th of December. So my big goal is to be there. And so you set off and you chart the map, you put in the actions you need to take. But then once you've done all of that, you can actually enjoy the journey. You can enjoy uh, the movement of the water, sit there, make lunch on the boat, etc. And if something comes in the way, say there's a big island, you may have to go way off course, but you know that you'd have to tack the opposite direction to get back on course to reach this island. The other interesting thing is as you're going to this island, you may find that um, that you discover another island or somebody goes on the radio and says, did you know that there's a waterfall twice as big on the island three, three miles to the west and there's an even better party there? So you may choose to change the goal that you'll go to that island rather than the first island. But you would never have known that unless you went after mm. the first goal. Uh, 
And so there's lots of important points on that. One is your goal's not set. Two, you can change your goals. And three, one of the most important things is how are you enjoying the journey? Because most of it is not getting to, is not being on the island. Most of it is the journey getting to the island. What's the difference between enjoying the journey and being easily distracted though? Well, that's the point that you're always, you always keep looking at your goal. I mean, that's the important mm. thing. Um, later on in the series, we're going to talk about how you get the goal on your subconscious so you naturally go there. But that's the point. A good sailor will naturally keep looking at his chart just very briefly, just for a few moments and just checking that they're on course. But you don't have to have your head buried in the map. <laughs> no, absolutely. You just look maybe every hour, you just, for a sailor. So it may mean like once a week, you look at mm. you look at it. A lot of people, when they write it down, um, they put that on the fridge. So every time they look at the fridge, they can just have a little read of what their goal is. Uh, putting timelines is a good idea. I want it in five years, mm. ten years. What most people find is that if they try to work out how to get from where they are to this big goal, because it's a really big goal, often they can't work it out. It's bigger than who they are. Mm. Uh, so you can't do it step by step and make it manageable in the way... Um, companies will often talk about manageable goals and things that you can achieve. This is really going outside of yourself to to create what you really want. It means that you have to be maybe a better person, maybe certain areas of your life which you're not good at, you may need to up your game. Because people, up, this is about upping your game. It's like the, the, the sailor, maybe going to an island they've never been to, so they have to be a better sailor to get there. What if... My goal is something that I don't really have that much control over, though. Like, I want to make the love of my life and have three children. Can you put a timeline on that? You can put a timeline on it. With all these things, there's always providence as well. I mean, our job is to create the goals and to do everything we can to make them happen. But things often happen that change the reality. But sometimes reality is even better. So you may meet the love of your life and have four children. So, <laughs> um, you know, who, who knows? Quadruplets. So, quadruplets. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? There's an old line that says, man makes plans and God laughs. But we are meant, meant to make plans. And that's the point of success. If you put a plan out there and you go for your plan and you do everything you can to meet the love of your life, to have your children, um, and it's going to happen by 30, and then you reach 32 and you meet your love of life and mm. you have four lovely children by 35. Does that mean you're, you're not a success because you didn't reach the criteria? But of course, a lot of it then knowing that you want this, that or the other, you may look at it, well, how do I meet the love of my life? You know, obviously, you know, maybe the love of my Tinder. life. Tinder, <laughs> yes. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's a website. Maybe it's, well, actually, the love of my life. I always felt the love of my life would be great at literature. Mm. You know, maybe. So... Of course, an action to do would be maybe go to book readings or mm. book clubs. You know, you have to do things in order to, to get there. And a lot of people feel, oh, I can't meet the right person or whatever, and then going to parties or and they're not meeting anyone. Maybe it's because that person is going to parties in an energy that's not going to attract mm. them to the right person. So maybe they need to be out there being more gregarious or talking to people they wouldn't normally talk to. Maybe the love of their life doesn't quite look like they thought their love of their life would look like. So start from a clearing. Yeah. Be courageous and choose a big goal that you really want. So think big. It's big for you. It's what you want. Okay. And that ties in with no but. So making sure that your goal encompasses all areas of your life. And then it should be your goal. So not your parents' goal, 
or society's goal. Yeah, it's your goal. Going back to if you're married, then you, the your is a, maybe a plural your. Mm. Uh, and yeah, if you find that there's lots of shoulds, we should do this and we should do that, you know, I think there might be a problem. I mean, of course, you should do a goal which is legal. That I would agree to. But we're talking about a goal which is, uh, which is your goal coming from your heart. And things from the heart you choose, you don't should. So then that brings us to our final point, which is you choose to write it down. Yes, write it down, make it simple, just put the points down. Uh, and then you've got it there, you can read it, you can change it. But writing it down uh, so-called manifests it from something quite ethereal, something just thought into reality. Okay, so hopefully we've nailed creating our goal. Next episode, Nick, what are we talking about? Well, we're going to talk about how your current belief structures and things in your past really impinge on you creating your goal, but also making your goal happen. There's maybe people out there going, I can't, I can't do that. It's not me. I, I can't do that. Or what does this person think about it? Um, and often people have tried to do things and it just hasn't worked for them mm. in the past. So how do you get rid of all of that and have your past not pull you back away from your goal, but actually push you uh, towards your goal? So your past is actually a really positive rather than a potentially negative thing. The Game Plan with Dr Nick Krasner is recorded at the studios of Podcast One Australia. Produced and edited by Liv Proud. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Executive producer is Jamie Show. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au, download the Podcast One app or look us up on iTunes. 